hear the cowbell. That means we're back. Heat check podcast. Hottest week of the year so far. So it's only right that we came came through with another episode. The playoffs are here. It just feels great. It just feels good to have playoff basketball. Bubble, no bubble. It's just a great time of year, really. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, too. <laughs> um, let's start with, uh, I guess, a little non-playoff news. NBA NBA Players Association agree to have a bubble for the non-eight playoff teams. That looks like that'll run um, September, August? No, maybe a little later in the year. I'll double-check the dates. But uh, what are your thoughts on that non-playoff team bubble? Um, I think, I believe it's, tr- it's just for training purposes. Yeah. I think, um, but I'm I mean, sure I we'll think, get some televised content out of that. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's good for like the younger teams that kind of need minutes. Cause if you, I mean, realistically, if you go from March to December, right. <clears throat> Assuming that they don't have this and like you do miss out on a lot of team performances, um, and kind of just team bond and growing as a team right so i think that you do kind of need this bubble to get the to get some minutes in um to lock some minutes you know between between younger players um especially because i'm pretty sure that not all the teams live in places where local governments are gonna like allow them to to play right so or to even train so um i think it's important for them um we'll see how many players actually attend it i would assume everyone would but who knows yeah, so it looks like it's going to go from September 14th to October 6th. So it's a little shorter. Do you worry that because you're not in a playoff contention or you're not really playing or practicing for anything that the players might have a harder time? Getting main, up for it? No, not even not getting up for it because I think it's just a practice thing. I think it's will they have a harder time maintaining the bubble integrity. We saw like in uh, with the Seahawks um, guy tried to sneak someone into his hotel and he got kicked off the team. So, yeah, I think um, I think I don't know that they'll necessarily have an issue with it just because of. I think at this point, all these guys, you know, they live, eat, sleep, breathe basketball, and I think that um, they kind of need it, right? And th- if this is the only way to get it, it's only three weeks, right? So it's, it shouldn't be an issue, but. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if there was one or two players, um, that did it, but I don't think it's, you know, I, I think that the NBA players for the most part are on the same page where they're, they're in it for, you know, it's kind of a fraternity where they all need, you know, each other to just essentially commit to this in order to, for this to succeed. And I think they all miss hoops so much that I don't think they'll have a problem with kind of cooperating with the rules. Yeah, I think the shorter session makes makes it a little bit easier. Um, it's not the same yeah, for sure. time commitment that the players that went to the bubble currently are, are uh, facing. So yeah, that'll be good. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, what series would you like to start with? We'll go with uh, the only one that so far looks like. They have no shot. So we'll go Raptors, Nets to start yeah. with. Um, Raptors are up 2 0. I, yeah, I still don't, 
like, I still don't. As a Celtics fan, like I'm, I'm scared of the Raptors. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm scared of the Raptors. Of teams in the East, I was worried going into this that they would be the toughest, and so far that they've absolutely looked the toughest. Um, it, it still makes no sense to me that the team is like they have the pieces that they do, and they're still so dominant. And like I don't know if it's Nick Nur- if it's all Nick Nurse or or what, but yeah, the Raptors team is proven that they are not just the Kawhi Leonard. And um, yeah. Is is Fred Van Fleet a top ten point guard in this league yet? Bro, maybe in the playoffs. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, he cooks in the playoffs. He did last year after his kid was born, and now he's just continuing that. So it beats me. Yeah, so last night or yesterday morning, he had 24 points in 10 assists, and in game one he had 30 points. Bro, it, yeah, it's, it's playoff Fred. I don't know what to tell you. It, it's, he's different, bro. Um, Apparently, another question. Karis LeVert looks really good for the Nets, even even in losing efforts. Um, yeah, I don't know if he stays in Brooklyn. So this is, I remember when when Kyrie went to the Nets, and they traded D'Angelo Russell. I remember kind of saying and thinking all along, like. That Nets team last year was so young, so fun to watch, had a lot of young talent that was developing, right? And I remember thinking last year when when Kyrie made, you know, the announcement he was going to the to the Nets, I was kind of worried about those young players getting a little bit stifled in t- terms of their development or just their, I guess, ex- you know, minutes, touches, whatever you want to call it. Like, and like both him and Garrett Temple can like they can play. And I think that ideally for the Nets, they keep them because it's a like all of a sudden that turns into a really scary three or four headed monster, depending on how you want to look at it. Um but I just I don't know that they're gonna be able to like if a team ends up paying you know, I I think a team would pay for Karis Levert personally. Um I would, um, but yeah, I don't know. He's, um, he's, he's only got one more year. Oh, never mind. He's locked up. He's locked up for a few years. And then Garrett Temple has a player option for next or a team option for next year. Excuse me. Um, so they'll exercise that, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just wonder because he's not a superstar, right? So he's not the traditional, like, this is the third superstar, super team build. And right. he's, you, you know, like, it uh, in the postseason, in the two games they've played against the Raptors, he's averaging 15.5 points and 13 assists. Yeah, no, he's he's legit. Like, he's, I, he's a really good player. and So he's listed as your two, but... Obviously, Kyrie's going to take a lot of those responsibilities when he's back. I just don't know if he is, like, a third piece that fits well with 
KD and I'll be honest with you, I just don't know that there's any piece that fits well with that tandem. Like I really don't know. I I I guess the only th- the only thing that I can think of that fits with that those two is like a big a that's not ball dominant. That, you know, any any guard that really wants the ball is, or thrives with being able to make decisions with when on the ball is not really gonna. In my opinion, I don't think we'll thrive with with them too. It just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah, and so that's why I think that I I feel like they can. He'll be a great trade piece. And I think he's, he's got a lot of value right now. Yeah, I don't think he stays there, but um, I don't really know who they'd move him for. But I, I would not be surprised to see them either moving him, Dinwiddie, like one of those two, for you know Something. someone that more better compliments, I guess. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe you have a Dimwitty Lavert second unit that you're rolling out that's just super nice. Um, but I think we'll I don't know. They they feel like they've been close. The first game they kind of got blown out a little bit. The it never really felt like they were in it in it. Um, but yesterday it was a, it was a really close game. They could have they could have won that game yesterday. So I wouldn't be shocked if they take one off the Raptors. But I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's stay in the East. Uh, we'll go Boston and 76ers next. Um. Yeah, I mean, the Sixers are kind of there. Like, that's – I don't know if as a team they're in trouble or if Brett Brown is in trouble or if Elgin – Brand is in trouble. Like I don't, Elton Brand is. I I don't know who's in trouble, but I know that somebody is, and I think that it's either going to end up with Brand and or Brett Brown getting the axe as a last ditch effort. But no Ben Simmons. Like I get they don't have Ben Simmons, but it hasn't been like what it has. Last night was not competitive. Embiid to me, I don't know about to you, but Embiid to me looks kind of out of shape. Um, and I just, I don't like they, yeah, I don't know. That big lineup to me does not look good. Yeah, uh, it's tough for Brent Brown because they've just seemed to be injured all season. Like, yeah, I agree. If it's not Embiid, then it's Simmons goes out. I mean, Simmons got hurt which would have probably been a season-ending injury the first time they were playing the season. Um, so it's just tough because they've never seemed to click. The Al Horford signing didn't work. I don't know that it's so much the Al Horford signing as it is that Tobias Harris contract. Like, I don't – yeah, I don't know. So, to, to me, the pieces just don't make a ton of sense for the Sixers. Yeah, it doesn't. They don't mesh well. Embiid, whether he's out of shape or not, I mean, he's going to give you 34 and 10 yesterday. Um, he was good in the first game as well. So it's just like, yeah, first game he gave you 26 and 16. Um, they he like they're just it's not enough with just him because Boston is playing really good basketball right now. 
Tatum got a haircut right away and finally realized that mistake that he made and he's been balling. He said what? Top five with a cut. Sure. Um, Jalen Brown has been lights out, especially late in games in the fourth quarters. He's been really good. Um, And they they seem to have regained that kind of pre-Kyrie chemistry that they had uh, that kind of took LeBron to seven. So this is probably one of the worst matchups for them in the first round. Um, yeah. And it's kind of showing. It's tough because I feel like the Nets have a better shot to win one than the 76ers. I agree. I, I don't see the Sixers winning one. Even with because the thing about the Sixers is like you're like Embiid, you're he's guaranteed to put you up some big numbers and he's gonna be a headache for the Celtics players. But I feel like like watching the game, it almost feels like in order for the Sixers to have a chance to win, Josh Richardson needs to go off from three. And that's just a tough like, like that's just that's just tough to bank on happening. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, Josh Richardson is a is a good shooter, but it's it's almost like he has to go shot for shot with Jason Tatum, which is a tough task. That's what it feels like watching it, anyways. It's tough too because he can't. He's just not going to get the same number of shots either. So he's got to like no. go shot for shot with half the shots. Yeah. Um. I mean, he was the second leading scorer for the 76ers yesterday. He had 18. Um, it's just tough. I just don't know. I I think Brad Brown is probably gone. Um, which is unfortunate to me. Like, I, I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a good coach. And I just think that is he's had some unfortunate circumstances. I don't think Brett Brown's a terrible coach. I don't think it's a terrible coach thing. I think it's going to get blown up. I, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some pieces gone as well. Like, Al Horford, I think, will get traded as well. Back to Boston. They're going to go Horford and, and Simmons for Tatum. No. <laughs> Who says no? No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think that's going to be – that that one's looking like it might they might get the broom out for that one. Um, okay. Let's go uh, Miami, Indiana. Who wins no, I tonight? mean, Miami's looking real good. Um, Miami's looking real good. Yeah, they that, seem. That's what I got from that. They seem to have kind of got a groove. They're kind of, they're kind of putting some games together now. Um, I know I mean, Jimmy. Game two is today, but yeah. So we'll see what happens, but that. I know Jimmy said that it was that little tift was over. No, nah, there's still some beef. He was. He looked like he had a lot of fun in game one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll say this: uh, assist of the bubble so far goes to Malcolm Brogdon because that oh, dime yeah, he dime. had was nasty. Oh, yeah. that was yeah. beautiful. It was, it was beautiful to watch. Um, the one thing I'll say about the Heat is it's impressive how confident the Tyler Hero that uh, Tyler Hero looks. Like even amongst that team, it you would think there would be some. Even you know, it's his first playoffs. You'd think there'd be some kind of deferral going on, at least a little bit. But Hero looks incredibly confident with the ball. So does Duncan Robinson. 
it's they they got a good cast and yeah, I think they look good. Yeah, um, if you didn't think Tyler Hero, um, was confident, I think if you could just hearken back to uh, that game against the Seventy Sixers where Embiid has the ball late. I believe they're up two, and Jimmy pokes it away, and Tyler Hero gets it. Probably has a layup. It'll be contested, but he's got a layup. Stops at the free throw line, backs up to the three, and just knocks down this this three-pointer to, to win the game. Yeah, he's got nails. So uh, he's got nails for sure. He's got something else too, but we'll keep it PG-13. Um, but yeah, no, Miami looks good. I think that I definitely think the Pacers can win a, a game or two in that series, though. I don't think that's that one's a sweep. Yeah, but, no, um, I don't. Yeah, it'll be close. I think Bubble TJ's got to show up at some point, right? Probably mm-hmm. not. <laughs> but I think I think the Pacers are just too good to to get swept. Um, but so I I could see that one going like six. I think yeah. four to Miami. Um. Probably the most shocking game. Most shocking first yeah, game. Uh, we got Milwaukee and Orlando. And Orlando looked really good. Orlando will go on these stretches where they play out of their minds. And it won't last. But, yeah, like... They did that. They they went on like a few stretches in the regular season this year and last year too, where like Orlando was nuts, and yeah, I, I, they'll end up being fine. But it's I don't think that this any losses in this first round are bad for the Bucks because they're going to end up winning the series. But I gotta think it's bad for Giannis because he's just like you're telling me he he didn't after that game go like oh, you got to be kidding me like we lost to the magic like i'm out i just gotta be thinking that in his head he's not thrilled that he's on a team that's losing the magic first round i'll give you an interesting stat here the magic are 15 and 23 on the road and the bucks are 30 and 5 at home yeah do the are the do the bucks miss out the most with the bubble and not having home court. Probably. I mean, I watched that game and Vucevic was the best big on the floor. And that's including Giannis. Yeah. In that game. Basketball is a little different too. Like just in terms of the sets that they run. And I just, I, I worry if that, impacts Giannis's ability to be successful but I say that and he's gonna go out and drop like 57 so yeah like the thing I mean he had Giannis at 31 and 17 so it wasn't like he didn't show up um but I want the Warriors to get Vucevic now <laughs> like he was hitting like it was Oh, pick and roll. All right, bet. I got I have I have I could put you on the block. I got post moves. I give you right, left hand oh, like hook. Okay, you going to cut the the drive off. I'll just pop out to the three-point line. I'm going to give you 5 for 8 from 3. Like he was looking like he 
He was yeah, looking like he got picked right after Giannis and just everybody forgot about him. Like he was supposed yeah, to be gone. better, but Giannis just like took the jump. Um, and so he he was he was really impressive. I didn't think that anyone else for the Magic like really stood out. They kept talking about how how Fournier was their scorer and he didn't score until like the fourth quarter, and then he hit three threes in the fourth. Um, but every time that the Bucks went on a run, they seemed to have an answer for it. They never got rattled. Like it was one of those things throughout the whole time where you're like, oh, okay, well. They're winning at the first quarter, but you know, like whatever. Now the Bucks are gonna turn it on, and it's like, okay, well they're winning at halftime. The Bucks are gonna turn it on, and it's like, oh, they're winning in the third quarter, but here come the Bucks, and then it's like, oh, they lost. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Do you think they get another one? The Magic. Uh, I'm gonna go with yes. I say no, but it's also the Orlando Magic playing at Disney World, so it's like I'm gonna say it's in the yes. Cards. It's in the cards. I'm gonna say yes because I can see the Buck supporting cast repeating this. Yeah, we'll because see. we've seen the Buck supporting cast repeat this in the playoffs a number of times now. Yeah. Yeah, like they just kind of, it hasn't been like, oh, we're playing the quote-unquote worst team. Like we haven't seen it in this series, in the first round, since they got swept by, I believe, Boston two years ago. But yeah, like they kind of, it it it, it becomes the Giannis show. I don't think Giannis, is, Giannis has enough bags that he can dip into. Like he's just, he's really athletic, but he just can't shoot well enough. For me to say, don't just stick five people in the paint. Yeah, you know. We'll see. I, I think they'll be. I think they'll be fine, and I. I do still think they're a threat, but yeah. I'll say this: the all of Milwaukee better hope this is the last game the Magic win, because if they win one or two more, yep, I agree. The Bucks could win the finals, and Giannis is leaving. I agree. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was, that was a surprising, that was a fun game to watch too. Actually, I, I was having a blast watching that one. Um, all right, let's shoot over to the West. We got, um, maybe the most controversial series so far based on game two, but we got Clippers Dallas tied at one. And if Porzingis doesn't get thrown out of game one, you really don't know if the Clippers are down 0-2 because and, it very and well And that's why I'm saying it's the most controversial and oh my, what an ejection! Like that, that ejection is so trash. I think I think it was dumb. I think that Porzingis had to do it. Had to do it. I say, like he did anything at yeah, all. Yeah, no, you like, gotta you gotta protect your guy. You gotta they protect will... your buddy. He didn't do anything. He like he got in his face a little bit, and then he got shoved. He got choked by somebody. Like, I no, think no. I think it was crap. And he was right about his his. You know, his, his block that was called, well, I, it could have been called a foul. It was called a foul. Porzingis didn't like it. He got all ball besides her, like a little bit on the right arm. Um, and, it, you know, these players, like it's a playoffs. These players are emotional. Whether there's fans or not, there's going to be a lot of emotion in this. And I think, it, like, his reaction, yeah, he, he was clearly upset. But I don't know. That first one was even a technical at all. And then the second one. Yeah, I just I think that Porzingis stays in this game. I I honestly think that the Clippers are down 0-2. Yeah, I, I 
Yeah, and it's just unfortunate too because like I get the double tech and I get saying like, okay, well he has one, so you don't want to eject him there, but there is something to say about when you're watching these games, like fans are watching for the stars and you don't want to see stars getting thrown out really kind of, especially on some ticky tack. It's, it's the exact reason why Giannis only got suspended for that last game of the season, the fourth of the regular sun- season, um, for his headbutt. Like it's, it's the exact reason why he only got one game and he wasn't suspended for five or 10. Cause it would have, it would have gone in the playoff schedule. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you that I believe it's, it's two Oh, um, did you take anything into, uh, Paul George doing his post game interview, icing his shoulder? No, I, I no, I didn't. We know he, I mean, he's been, he's been somewhat fragile over the past couple of years, so yeah, I mean, I I think that that's not uncommon though for players. Like, players are going to be icing their body. I didn't think anything of it. I know some people like some people really like to read into that, but my guess, like, I, my guess, if you go back in the locker room, like a lot of people have knees and shoulders and joints iced. Sure. All right, oh, I just wanted to make sure that uh, you know, we didn't think he was potentially hurt, but um. Yeah, Kawhi, God, Kawhi is just really good. <laughs> Watching Kawhi him, and Luca both so good. Yeah, Luca set the record for most points through two games with seventy. Like, it's it's weird. Like every game I watch Luca play, the more because I don't know. To me, when I still think of the stars of the NBA, Luca's not the first name that comes to mind. And I probably don't say his name even when talking about the stars of the game, but every single time I watch him play, it's like he convinces me that I'm wrong about that. Like he just impresses me every single time on the floor. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where we we've talked before about how his his game kind of mirrors Harden's game, and it's just different like he's enjoyable to watch like yeah he just does he's not overly athletic either like he looks like and kind of when you're watching him you kind of get that feeling like it's like why is this working like i feel like i could guard him like he's not super shifty he's just he's been i feel he's just been playing professional basketball so long he just knows exactly what to do and and when to to make like in, in, I didn't obviously watch Larry Bird but when Rick Carlisle is saying that like yeah I played with and against Larry Bird and all these guys and like Luka Doncic is the first person that's reminded me of Larry Bird I think that that has some weight behind it right like yeah same thing where you watch replay and it's like how did that guy you know dominate and it's kind of like yeah, Dodge is just incredibly impressive. Yeah. Um, what do we think about this series moving forward? I think it goes seven. I really do. Okay. 
And uh, right now you think who wins? I think the Clippers still win, um, but I could be convinced the next game or two that they don't. I, I, w- I need to see Pat Bev do something about Luka, and if it doesn't happen, then I think the Mavs have a real shot to win this series. I agree with seven. Um, that kind of feels right. I'm, I'm kind of leaning Dallas right now. Like I just feel like they looked better through two. Yeah. And they kind of got hoed out of it. they got hoed out of a game. So. Yeah. Um. Another seven game series. It looks like we got Denver Utah. Game one was so much fun to watch. Tom Mitchell really just doesn't want to. He doesn't like. He doesn't want to lose games. No. Or at least he doesn't want to let games get out of not get out of hand, but get out of the chance of being winnable. Like even in a few of the regular season game in the bubble games, like it was coming down the stretch and it was like I don't know how he gets his teams or keeps his teams in these games that are just so close to being over, but he does. Um yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, he's he's I mean in two two games special. he's been great. Um for Denver, like I just don't understand how at when it starts to get rough, how you just don't say, you know what, forget it. We're just gonna go Jamal Murray and Jokic running the pick and roll. I think they need to get there because it's tough to guard that. Especially if Murray has anything going. If if they can Murray beat has anything going, that team looks like it they could get to the finals. Yes. Like it's that it's it's that difficult it looks that difficult to defend it's just because it and it's it's because Jokic is just again like he's someone he could kind of do everything yep um and so if you have to worry about um if you have to worry about Murray going off like in game one he was just he caught fire kind of late and it's like there's nothing you could do because you don't if you don't double off or hedge then he's just knocking down the three. If you're a little late on the switch, he's driving, pulling up mid-range. Then he can kick out to Jokic, and Jokic will just knock down a three. So it's like that. Yeah, that's just tough. I mean, Jokic is in Jokic again, twenty-eight, eleven, and six yesterday. Um, they've been getting good production from Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. had twenty-eight points yesterday. Oh, like, gonna, yeah, it, I was gonna say like it kind of <laughs> reaffirms like what we've been talking about though with Denver and how they need one other piece to be that next level. Um, because if Michael Porter Jr. is producing at the level that he has been, that opens up Jokic and Murray. And I feel like that three-headed monster is kind of – I think that's scary enough as long as Porter Jr. Before is playing at. Yeah. It's interesting to see that uh, – I mean, I understand why it's happening, but – Bobo gets four minutes. I, I'm, I'm very pro Bobo. So it's just interesting because roll him out. Yeah. Why not roll? Like who's him out? gonna guard him? Yeah, didn't play in game one. But you, you have bigs in Jokic and Bull that can spread the floor and can shoot. So now you and literally have pass. five shooters that can play, dribble, pat, like they can do everything. Yeah. 
I, I think that we would be seeing more of him if he had been around for the regular season. Like, I, I don't know that they feel eight games is enough to get, to feel comfortable with the true playoff rotation, including him. Um, but one can hope. I agree, but I think at the same time, it's like the season at this point, you almost have to throw out the window because it was just so long ago. Right. You've almost had a full off season. So it's like, all right, if that's the case, I have to take the best players from that eight and throw it out there. And if you're, and if he's going to be such a major part of the eight playing games, I just don't see how then he goes to get a DMP and then four minutes. So, but that's just me. Um, and I'm also just not worried about like the Nuggets winning the series because I I don't think it's realistic for Jordan Clarkson to have 26 every game. Yeah, I think Denver wins probably in six. Yeah, I think six at most. Yeah. All right, well, um, I'll admit this is the most biased I am against any series, but I got Houston OKC. Houston kind of dominated game one. Uh, I was uh, shocked. OKC didn't play well, though. OKC, no, they didn't, but... I, I was shocked and it's it's just still like no matter how many times I watch the Rockets it still blows my mind that an NBA team runs a legitimate five out offense like they do not have a single person inside the paint and a lot of the time it's not a single person inside the three line like they run a, a legitimate five out offense and it's still just like if they're not hitting then it's yeah, it really sorry. speaks to how bigs have just changed in the league and how few teams have bigs that can punish. Boy, Burry, um, feeling good offensively. A, uh, how many, like how few bigs can really punish people that are smaller than them in the paint? Um, yeah, I and think I think that, they run into problems with some of the other teams, like if they have to play Denver. I think they're really fortunate that Denver's on the other side. I agree. Um, um, I think if. If the Thunder can get Steven Adams inside, I think that the series can change, certainly. Um, because, I mean, there's nobody that can physically really match Steven Adams on the inside. Because he is an athletic big, um, and he's huge. So, I think that's important. But yeah. I think we're going to see Chris Paul is going to have a big game. Yeah, like it's coming. He's not gonna go out of this easy. No, Chris Paul hates James Harden. I don't care how many times he says they don't hate each other, but they hate each other. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, Shea Gillis Alexander had nine points on two of eight shooting, so I think you'll see more of him from the series. Um, and Gallinari had to go in. Like I, I think if you have a normal, like if they play a little bit better and you, you're getting 29 out of Gallinari, I think that can lead to some wins. I don't think this is the sweep, although I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockets swept them. Um, no, it was also, um, it was, I was surprised that they won as as much as they did because when they were running their offense and when they don't have Russell Westbrook on the floor, they don't really have a lot of people that can penetrate the defense and really get to the rim like James Harden can after like a lot of dribbles, obviously, but they don't really have that explosive player that drives the hole. And 
with Russell, like you saw a couple times in that game when that did happen, it opened up a lot of space for shooters. And that's why Russell Westbrook is so important mm. for that team. Um, so I'm not counting the Rockets out yet because I'd like to see how they do when Russell Westbrook gets back. But if they're shooting at this clip and they get hot, like you, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, no, you're in like, trouble. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Green will not have 22 points the rest of the series, so nope. it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, like, I think that, yeah, Westbrook, that injury kind of came out of nowhere too. It's a, yeah, I don't even remember what it was that he was out with, but it's a quad. So I think winning game one, they can afford to sit him another one. So, yeah, um, I think it's a must win for the Thunder. If they want to make the series anything, they got to win game two. So we'll see. Um, do they play tonight? Yeah. Okay. So we'll see that. How that turns out. Um, and last but not least, we got Portland yeah, versus got, the Lakers. We got, yeah. And we got Portland up 1-0. Let's start with, is Charles Barkley right? Is this a sweep? No, okay. it's not a sweep. It there, It's not a sweep, but... If it is a sweep, is LeBron still the greatest player of all time? Dude, I'm not even talking about that. It's, it's not going to be a sweep. Paul Pierce an idiot. But Paul Pierce um, said a sweep. Paul Pierce was saying the same thing. He was saying oh, if, they, no. if they if they lose the first round, then LeBron's not the greatest player of oh. all time. But he's just sore. Cause, if I had heard that Paul Pierce said that, I would have never proposed that yeah, question to you. Um, I was kidding. So. The Lakers, like LeBron had a crazy stat line and yes. and lost. That being said, they like they were getting open looks. It wasn't like the Blazers were playing exceptional defense. Like they they were stopping LeBron and Anthony Davis's drives, but they were getting open looks from three. Like the kicks were wide open. I don't think the Blazers and, can play exceptional defense, but go ahead. No. And Except for Melo. They, like, they just need to make shots. Like, if the Lakers make a couple shots, they – like, KCP can't have one point. That's just <laughs> – Danny Green didn't make anything. Kuzma didn't make anything. Yeah, I just uh, – they they won't get swept. There's the, and, and the Lakers still win the series. Um, but you, you got to be thinking that, like, LeBron has to be – like Furious. that reaction has to be like, oh my god, not again! Like I'm not, I'm not doing this by myself again. Yeah, I mean, the interesting part about this is that Anthony Davis has like two playoff games before this, yeah. right? So he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. You don't have any home court advantage. The Blazers had eight games that they had to win, leading nine games leading into this. Nope. I think that's more important than people realize. And so they've been just like, every game has been so important, and they have to figure it out. Zach Collins can't stay healthy. But when you think about it and you look at it, what's interesting about this series is that the two best players are on the Lakers, in LeBron and Anthony Davis. I I personally disagree. I, I think that I, Lillard's better than AD. But 
I agree I with you. I agree with you there. I think the masses would say AD. Yeah. Two two best players are LeBron and AD. But then what gives the Lakers a lot of their advantage is their size that they run with AD, JaVale, and Dwight, where you kind of always have a seven-footer on the court, and Anthony Davis gets to play power forward. Yeah. However, the Blazers have really good size in Nurkic and Whiteside, um, and when Zach Collins is healthy, they kind of match up with that size, and I'm not convinced that after Anthony Davis, the next three b- bigs, the ne- the best bigs are all on the Blazers. Yeah, I mean. And then if you look at guards, it's Lillard and McCollum are better than all of the guards that Lakers have. And it's like. it The Blazers are uh, a very tough matchup for anybody. And like LeBron said before the series, it's not a typical eight seed. and. No. You know, not just because he's like it's it's true. Like the Blazers are a very very dangerous team, um, especially when Damian Lillard is pulling up from the logo repeatedly, and then it's, going dumb. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like it th- that game is I, I think very pivotal for the Blazers because I think the kind of rest of the guys needed to see that they could win one and believe that they could win it, win the series. Also, Gary Trent Jr. had five points, and he's been shooting lights out. So He had he, five points, but he hit he hit that game. Big win. three. He had a big three lick, yeah. Um, I think Melo hit the one that kind of sealed it, but Gary Trent had a big one late as well. Um. And so I'm just not convinced that the like this is a bad matchup for the Lakers. I agree. When I look at the West, I think it's their worst matchup. I think this is their worst matchup. Like I, I think it's their yeah. This is the wor- this is a bad matchup. I think a team like Rockets and OKC I think are both really good matchups for them. Rockets just don't have any size, so and Anthony Davis can punish people. And so can LeBron. And so can LeBron. Denver would be another one. Would probably be their second worst matchup. I, I but see, they still have like like Anthony Davis would go on Jokic, and then you you I don't know if you'd throw you'd probably throw LeBron and Michael Porter Jr. and then Caruso on Jamal Murray. I, I don't think the Nuggets are a bad matchup for them. I think it's just the second worst. Uh, probably the Clippers the second worst. Well, no, I don't think that it's the oh, worst I, matchup. I just think that they play them the best. The Clippers do. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, I think I've settled on Lakers in six, Blazers in seven. I could be convinced to flip that, but that's what I'm going with right now. Uh, I think the Lakers still end up with it. Um, yeah. If Portland I mean, wins tonight, does that change your mind? The game too. It's a fun. It's 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 a fun series though. It's it's a. It's a good one. Yeah, I I'm really excited. Like I'm glued to this game. Yeah. I'm not playing Call of Duty. Nothing. When that game's on, I'm watching. Yeah. Um, if Portland wins tonight, does that change your mind? 
It would depend on how it happened. Okay. That's like fair. like if the supporting cast for the Lakers again does not show up, then I'm worried. Okay. Yeah, I'm with that. Who who has the worst supporting cast? LeBron or Giannis? That's tough. It is tough. I mean, you're hard. It's hard pressed to say, or you'd be hard pressed to say LeBron because he has Anthony Davis. True. But he's got no playoff experience, so it's. Uh, okay. I mean, Middleton shoots well from everywhere. In the regular season. I don't know. I I genuinely don't know. Stuff. I, don't know, I guess we'll find out. Um, on the docket for this evening, we have let's see Thursday. We get Bucks Magic and we get Trailblazers Lakers back to back. I'm I'm locked in. This is gonna be great. Yeah, we get Heat Pacers, Thunder's Rocket, Thunder Rockets, Magic Bucks, and then Blazers Lakers cap it off. How much money did did somebody make betting Blazers and Magic to win <laughs> that first game? A, a, a dumb amount, that's for sure. Gosh, that been good. I should I should bet on these things. Um, who has more points tonight, uh, Giannis or Vucevic? Giannis. Okay, just making sure. All right. Yeah, well, I think I think Giannis is someone you don't want to piss off, and I think he's I think he's pissed. Yeah, I'm going to piss him off and just step back. I'm being disrespectful to Giannis. Let me stop doing that. My bad, Giannis. I know he's he's probably listening. Uh, he's a fan of the show. Um, but, yeah, I I think the Bucks are in trouble if they lose the game tonight. They're in more trouble if they lose than the Lakers. LeBron will give them two I games agree. for sure. Um, but that's all that I have. You got anything else? I don't. Go right. Cs. All right, more cowbell then.